You're listening to The Full Broadside. Greetings, everyone, to another edition of the Full Broadside, I believe, episode 34. I am your host, Cyberjock. Co-host, I should say. We, we covered that before, and I screwed it up already. But we have KJ, we got Manda, we got Nightmare, and in the absence of Nimitz and Sock, we decided to add, as I warned everybody, be careful about being in our chat room and talking too much, because we might just stick you right into the show. So, everybody, we have a guest host. Please welcome Scarecrows. Welcome, What's Scarecrows. happening, Scarecrows? On loan from the Aces and Eight Clan, right? Uh-oh. And with that, we've got crickets, man. <laughs> great, up. Great, great introduction, man. Great yeah. intro. I'm here right? now. What's going on? You never yeah. get a second chance to make a first impression. <laughs> yeah, bang up job, buddy. Right? <laughs> I learned from cyber. Yeah, yeah, you did. Do we have a cyber? Do we have a sound effect like another radar plop or something effect we could drop in there? <laughs> wow. no, I got, I got, I got a good idea to, to put in there. So, <laughs> how about the sound of a potato being smashed against the wall? Right, <laughs> potato cannon. <laughs> right, potato cannon. <sighs> do we have them, scarecrows? Or are you now? Do, do we got you? Yep, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, all little, right. Little issue there, but I'm I'm good. All right, all right on deal. on loan from the Aces at Eight Clan. Welcome aboard, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Scarecrow, you mentioned uh, just before we we started, uh, to, I hit the record button. You you mentioned you had a uh, a question right away for us. So so why don't we have that right here live and let's let's go with it. Well, it, it's more of an inquiry. Um, I'm going up the Kremlin line. I'm on the Synop. I'm wondering what you guys think of the Synop. Oh, I love it. <laughs> the Synop is such a good little ship big ship i mean she's slow and she doesn't have great range but man when you get into that sweet spot of like 13k nothing really lives yeah i like the synop but uh, the vladdy's really where my heart is on that liner <laughs> synop was great um when you're doing a uh, tier seven ranked you will see a plethora of synops like you know as many as you can have on each side i don't know if they're going to limit it um the next time it comes around but you will you will see a lot of those in the tier 7 rank it's a very very good very aggressive ship that are really hard to deal with i personally love that line um i would say the the veliki at 5 started i mean it's it hits like a truck but it's slow as dirt just terribly slow um, once you get to the Ismail, it starts to really open up. I mean, the the, the biggest issue with those is the distance. Uh, you know, you got to get a little bit closer, yep. so you can't stay way back and play dead eye game like every other battleship can. You kind of have to away, get in there, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> right, right. You have to get in a little bit. You have to get involved. 
They do an amazing amount of damage with their AP. They're good fire starters, and they have Stellinium armor. So, I mean, what more do you really want? The Ismail's good. The Synop's good. The Vladdy really shines. Um, the big stinker in that line to me, and I've said it before, was the Soyuz at 9. And the Kremlin, uh, I didn't give the Kremlin a whole lot of play time before I reset the line to get the double XP uh, research bureau points. So can't really comment too much on that but I, I really really like the Vladdy I, I've researched or, or have reset the line and I'm back in the Vladdy now and I'm enjoying it again so see my experience was the opposite the Vladdy and I did not agree with each other the the, the Soyuz and I however it, it was a match made in paradise I had a good time with the tier 9 well I think Cyber's problem is every time we got a match with the Soyuz match started he was spotted and he was on fire within the first 30 seconds of the mat yeah, yeah. you got you got to bring that um detectability down for sure but to answer your question uh, um stick with the line grind in fact th those are all battleships that whole line is you will keep those in your port those are like keeper ships that you, that you keep um there is you got to be careful with the synop though there is a counter to the setup in uh, like if you go into ranked tier seven and that's the king george the king george is the setup counter uh if if so if you guys are going into rank seven and you see a lot of synops and you're, and you're getting a little uh, uh a tired of getting bullied bullied around by the stellinium jumping a king george that king george the fifth or king george v as a lot of people pronounce it uh use your he rounds and you can actually melt meltdown it's a good counter but that's what we love about this game is that it's you know um rock paper scissors in in its finest you know aspect there is you can counter each other out with the right tactics right and their sides are fairly squishy yeah yeah well and you can burn the hell out of them and that's that's the biggest thing you just rain down he on these things and these things will burn so it's really good to have obviously concealment so you're not spotted from mars and uh the other thing is, you know, to eliminate the fires as best you can with with captain skills and, and builds and whatever you can. Yeah, put a good put a good survivability build and low concealment, and you're you're ready to roll. Um, two thumbs up on the setup, definitely. Yeah, that, that's what I plan on doing with it. Um, and as for the sides of the setup, um, with the AB and what X turret, I plan on just bow taking everything, not even turning or anything. Hopefully that's the way to do it. I don't know if it is, but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, that brings up a valid point. In fact, I was rolling with a brand new person, not to our clan, but to our Discord server last night. And uh, this gentleman um, had only, I mean, we were doing, doing tier fours and fives, and I was lending a little... Um, uh, advice to him and basically it's the same thing forget you have a rear turret I mean if the turret spins around you're able to get in range that's great um, but just forget you have a rear turret especially on the bow tankers like that and you should be good to go it's a heartwarming thing seeing one potato teach a new potato how to, how to get the ropes right <laughs> oh, not the potato <laughs> yes this is how not to do it that's what I was um, passing off to him all right, well, moving on, I got, I got to ask, the the dockyard is underway, and I wanted to check with all of you guys and see <laughs> how you're doing with it, and, and I want everybody to come clean right here on air. How many whales do we have out here? How many of you have already spent a bunch of doubloons and got a major jump start on it? I know one um, person has. that. Well, I know I have. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I, plead, I, plead, I plead the fifth. No, you can't plead the fifth. Okay, I'll drink a fifth. Yeah, you can drink a fifth, but do it after the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wailed it. I, I've said it before. I wailed it just because I know that with my work schedule and being on call as much as I have, no way that I'm going to make it all the way through it. So I just, yeah, do it. Do it. This this has been, you know, I, I just came back to the game from quitting when right as beta ended. But this is actually the first time I felt I could do a dockyard. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still new to the tier 10, so I haven't had a lot of ships to do it. But I did whale the first eight stages, and I'm on stage 10 now. I did the same thing. I'm, I'm on phase 12 right now. Um, I'm, I'm playing the long game on this one just because if I can... Uh, if I can um, get through, uh, then I'll be able to start running for the steel missions in the research bureau since I'm currently back into the research bureau. So there was a, a two full purpose for my whaling. Yeah, I didn't whale it. I just did enough to get it at the end. Uh, Going to go the long, slow grind and hope I don't uh, regret my decision again. From what I understand, uh, watching all of the reviews, this is actually, um, for lack of a better, I, I don't, I mean, it's not a direct quote, but everything that I've read from a lot of community contributors, this is the best dockyard ship so far to date, as far as the quality of the ship. Well, uh, at least it's not going to be an anchorage. I, hope. I knew someone was going to call me out on that. Yes, I did, uh, Paladin. Um, I, I'm trying to find it where it is here. Um, I've gone through 20 of the 35 random bundles for the German tokens, trying to get the uh, Felix Schultz. So how successful are you so far? Um, I haven't gotten the Felix Schultz. I've gotten the, the Gustav Julius Marker, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, and I did get the 3,000 German tokens, so that helped a lot too. I anybody else do the same thing? Because I I dumped I don't know probably about seventy five hundred doubloons trying to get the uh, the tier nine, but um, it it eluded me. Uh, unlike the Lepanto with the Italian battleship release, I I am stuck with the uh, the what is it the, the tier six or the tier seven one? Yeah, which is tier all, seven. Oh my gosh, that is um, hot garbage on a plate. That ship, um, but that's another topic. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just the options besides that are better. So let me throw this out there. KJR, how successful were you with the uh, random bundles? Oh, well, my first one, that's when I got the Schultz right off the bat. So. Yeah, he got it right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> but so far, I'm up to uh, uh, Gustav. I'm up to there for with all the uh, German tokens and everything like that. So I just working my way. With the to the next three that are left, I still haven't gotten the. So what am I missing? The three thousand German tokens. I haven't gotten that one. So, what do you guys feel about the uh, the whole German token stuff with the early access early access stuff? Um, myself, I haven't been able to get on as much as I've wanted to in the last week or so. So it's kind of been slow going. Um, I didn't finish in the first iteration of it. I didn't finish the final one, and now they've already given us another one. So I'm happy to see that there's another one because I, I looked at it and looked, my my God, I, it looks like I'm going to have to spend doubloons on that stuff to try and get the premiums and get the 
you know get the coins or whatever they are so that I can get some of these other ones too and I'm like well I, I kind of like it but at the same time eh, it's forcing me to throw doubloons around and and in a you know, in a way area that I don't want to spend a whole lot because if I want to spend any it's it's going to be to the dockyard to get that one knocked out so I, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of it's like one once again they gave us more things to do and more places to throw your money at <laughs> i'm not a big fan of that i don't like throwing money at it right well the nice thing about what they've with the mission so far is that majority of them you don't have you're not relegated to just only being german ships i mean you can do it for anyone except for the second set of tier or second set of five which the first one you have to either have the schultz or the zf6 to complete right but that's the kind of nice thing is that i mean most of them are like win two battles you can get that play a few round well depending upon your night you should be able to get that within a couple battles <laughs> yeah that's that's <laughs> the big hiccup yeah um and then like destroys you know, get six destroyed ribbons yeah that's not too bad you know 1.5 million credits again that's not not nothing that's not reachable um you know the ten thousand base xp yeah that'll take a little bit of time to grind so you know, most of them you can get done relatively easily or quickly for the most part if you spend a few hours. I mean, I'm already, I mean, I haven't been able to play much so far this week and I'm partway through already on the German Destroyers, the next, the second set that they've already done. Yeah, they, they are, um, just for the listeners out there, they are tech tree ships. I mean, so you'll be able to get these anyway eventually when they get released. So, I mean, you don't have to go out and spend doubloons. It's just, you know, some of us like to get the early access, hence that early, you know, access to, to try to go up through the line. And I'm just finding right now, just by doing the German tokens um, with that uh, tier seven in uh, it, that is going to be a roadblock to me that is i have found the first roadblock in the the, the tree branch there so that's gonna i'm hoping i get enough tokens to get to at least to the tier eight that way i can just um port port queen that one <laughs> yeah i have actually um enjoyed the tier eight a whole lot more than i enjoyed the tier seven uh it's just faster reload faster torpedo reload just better all around i i think I will say this about the tier seven. Um, I was in, uh, I think I was in a, uh, a Nagato the other night and a little Z31 was zipping around and shooting AP at me and it actually hurt. Like it was doing significant damage from a destroyer that I couldn't hit because my guns can't turn fast enough. Um, so say what you will about it. Uh, it's, it's not, it's, it's not a good ship, but no, it's not it, great does have a couple merits to it and uh you know it's it it's the first it's it's an early access ship it starts you off that line so if you only get enough german tokens to get that ship and then you stop caring about it uh when they do finally come out of early access you have a, a starting point to uh keep going down that line and if you keep playing with that ship you might even uh be able to uh circumvent any uh uh, real grinding later for it. Just jump straight into the next one. Yeah, I've had several battles in it. It's not great. It's not bad. You can you can make it work. It's very definitely very situational. 
Well, I'm really, I'm going to take the opposite end and say I'm really disappointed in war games because I have the Z39, which is the the premium, mm-hmm. and the, the Z30, the Z31, which is the new tech tree ship coming out. It's it's a carbon copy. I'm flipping back and forth between the two models. It's a carbon copy of the Z39. Um, it's just like playing a Z39, but without hydro and slower torpedoes, and so. Right. You know what? What the heck, wargaming? I mean, did you guys get lazy on this one? Uh, you know, I'm the line. I'm looking forward to grind. You know, the line, but with the Z31 is kind of like, come on, guys. Did you? I mean, it looked like this. Just they threw something together and just threw it to as a spot filler on the tech tree line, I guess. But you got to remember the Z39, if I'm not mistaken, gets the tier eight upgrade slot for the, the concealment. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a, a, I mean, it's gonna have a little bit of a gimmicky difference because it is a premium, but I, I don't know. I'm just disappointed. I figured board gaming would have had a little bit more creativity with the Z31. Well, I mean, to me, it's, it's like it either needs to have a speed, speed boost to get out of the, get out of its way, or give it a hydro, even if it's a short duration, short range, short duration hydro. Give it something else to go with it besides just smoke. Yeah, it, it's severely oh, yeah. lacking. Right. Well, and who knows how much they're going to change it too. Right. Well, if they do, I mean, uh, you know, I doubt that they're going to throw another, you know, like smoke or uh, sorry, uh, hydro or something like that in there. At least I wouldn't think so just before they release it. Um, because I think I, I would assume probably at this point in time that, you know, everything is pretty well set. They may just tweak the numbers here and there before they actually get released. I wouldn't think that they would add extra consumables or anything like that to it at this yeah. point. But. And Scarecrow, you are correct, sir. I am I'm looking at the Z thirty nine and it does have that the next tier um slot that you can put the concealment expert on there. Yeah, so I, don't, that, I don't I don't I can't think of any other tier sevens that have that slot, to be honest. Yeah. So that is one of the I mean the selling points of the Z thirty nine. But anyway, I I am still going to grind up the line. Um, back to Cyber's question, uh, it, it's I the missions are easy enough to do. Um, it, I it's it's definitely if you are a you know Joe average player, it's they are definitely obtainable goals. It's it's not nothing like the the Puerto Rico fiasco. <laughs> Right on. Well, I'm going to move the show along here a little bit with uh, a couple of dev notes uh, that I found interesting. Uh, The first one is just simple visual improvements. Uh, They're camouflage. uh, Display of consumable camouflage will be tested on squadrons as well as aircraft from fighter and spotting aircraft. So it's just basically what it is. Whatever camouflage you have on your ship, your planes are flying around with the same camo on it. Which is kind cool. of an interesting thing that looks like they're, it's in testing. It's just a little extra little bonus. So I don't know that that's, you know, we can all say cool or eh, whatever. It's mad. We don't really care. It, but it's it's coming at some point. The big one I wanted to get to, and I wanted to see what you guys thought about this one. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll tease that one. Let's save it for, for after. Uh, the break but this next one here was the changes in availability of several ships now pigeon had mentioned that the z39 is going away there are a handful of ships in 10.5 they are removing uh the tier six carrier the low and heart the tier six admiral graf spay the tier six t61 the tier seven z39 the tier 7 nelson 
Tier 7 Haida, Tier 8 Asashio, and the Tier 8 Lennon. Any thoughts on the stuff that's going away there? I mean, you guys going to be okay with all of those going away? Or are you going to miss a few? Or, or what do you think? I don't know. They're all sitting in my port, so I won't miss them. I already have what I want <laughs> yeah. from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have to put our um, whale some more here when I get my taxes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, the T61, I'm... Uh, uh, that's, that's such a good destroyer. I could, I don't, you know, I could see them taking that, but yeah. I was really surprised to see the uh, the Eric Leuvenhart, uh on the list because it's only been out for a little while since the German carrier release. I mean, it's it hasn't been out there, so that tells me um, maybe a little bit of OP factor. I have one, and uh, although I'm not a carrier player, and I and it's got a little bit of a different mechanics from your traditional. Uh, German carrier, for example, it has HE bombs versus the armor-piercing bombs. But um, so I was surprised to see that one. Uh, the Graf Spey is that thing has been a staple. Um, that that the Graf Spey was mm -hmm. my very first premium that I ever got during the special event when it first came out. And um, let me see the Nelson. Nelson's been around for a long time. Uh, and I was also surprised to see the Haida go on the list as well. So I, you know. Obviously, a wargaming has to make room for the new ships coming out, um, but uh, kind of refreshing the the availability. But I don't know. Who knows? We'll uh, we'll hopefully see them in some Santa crates. And in, in, I mean, I'm like I'm like KJ. I've got all these in the port anyway. So, um, but yeah, they went on to say that the reason they went to remove these ships is the combination of their popularity and battle performance, and then of course in in, in typical wg fashion in order to maintain the diversity of team compositions at a proper level they will be removed for an undefined time but may return in the future so <laughs> there's that i don't get that i i mean when when have you ever I, i've never been in a match where i've seen um an overabundance of nelsons on both sides i i don't right. know i don't know where they're getting that information from yeah, and that, even when I bring the Lennon out when we're doing Tier 8s and I jump in the Lennon, I mean, I play it quite a bit, but you know what? I, I don't see a whole lot of Lennons against me, and I typically don't see a whole lot of them at Tier 8. Right, and I don't see a lot like the Lone Hearts. I mean, I see Graf Spays a lot, both flavors, the high school fleet one or whatever and the normal one, but I don't like the Lone Heart. I hardly ever see that one at all, Yeah, ever. You watch; they'll they will take away the 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 historical graph spade, but they'll keep the lolly graph spade in the game. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, so uh, that one isn't available except for special events. I think. Yeah, yeah, but right. but they keep bringing the event back. It's it's like a it's like a bad fart in the room that just keeps getting wafted through. You, I mean, come on, guys, let's recycle the air in here a little bit. No, oh, unfortunately, wow. there's a market for it, and uh, they they make money with it, so. If it's not broken, I know. why do why break it? I know it's something about girls in mini skirts screaming at you in the language. But anyway, that's a whole nother rant on that one. <laughs> that's a whole different podcast, sir. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick early break, and then we'll be right back with the other one because I think the other one is going to stir up some interesting conversation. So we'll take a five, and we'll be right back. Hang tight, everybody.
All right, we are back, and I wanted to bring up that last dev note because I think that is going to spur on some interesting conversation here. And that dev note talks about the adjustment of firing mechanics. Uh, they state that in the near future, they're going to they're be testing new mechanics, providing a certain temporary bonus for the ship firing main battery salvos at the enemy ships. The principle of operation, the first step is a player must have a lock on an enemy target while firing at this enemy. Adjustment fire progress bar is filled by each salvo that hits the target or lands within a certain radius from it. When this bar is full, a certain gameplay bonus, for example, a boost to main battery reload speed, is activated for a limited period of time. This can be repeated several times during battle. If the ship does not fire at enemies for some time, the progress bar is reset. And it says, for now, we don't have a strict plan for using this mechanic uh, and would like to test it first, but further steps will be uh, determined after testing. So... Really, really interesting, I think, that they're going to start screwing with the firing. Uh, thoughts on that, guys? It seems like it could be interesting. Also, hi, everybody. I had King of the Sea training, so I was a little late. By the way, welcome Sock back to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we... Oh, my God. It was a really rough night. for it was, So we did an internal thing tonight, um, just like clan members versus clan members and we went through all of the maps twice so that way i think it was 10 games that we played so we were there for like four hours it was that's a lot that's a lot of heavy competitive play cots is cots is really hard but to this, answer your question, i don't know uh it sounds interesting it sounds extremely scary for certain ships that have uh main armament reload booster yeah <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I think it'll be exciting and different. And uh, it's either going to be exciting or different, or it's going to make this game feel really arcadey. Yeah, I was going to say, to me, it seems like more of an arcade type thing that you're going to add in there. Now, there is something to be said about it, because, like, in War Thunder, with their naval battle thing, like their naval forces or whatever the heck it's called, um, you have to take, like, a ranging shot before you can, like, hit things accurately. So maybe they're kind of going for something like that, but I don't know. It just—it seems like it could I end up being really arcadey. I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I haven't tried it yet. It's not available, and I don't know if don't you know. were seeing what Pigeon's putting, but it says maximum dispersion of main battery shells minus forty percent. That's going to be huge. Yeah. I, I don't know if this if it's going to be viable though just in my play experience because oftentimes uh, especially if you're just soloing in, in the randoms um, you're switching targets quite a lot you know a ship pops up hey I'm going to spin my guns over to this one up oh, he just disappeared I'm going to spin back over to this one so I I don't know if if I'm really locked onto a target long enough in randoms that this would really come into effect um, because you got to look at for example battleships you, you, you know 30 some some battleships like the Vermont what 38 second 40 second reload you're going to have to be locked on to something for quite a long time so I, I don't I see this more of a um, maybe a ranked or a clan battles um, where it would be a, a little bit more viable because you will actually I mean 
have a sector of fire or I need you to watch this grid square or, you know, whatever, but I, I don't it know. It reminds me a lot of the arms race games game mode from Ranked, where you get all, like, the power-ups, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah. It feels like bringing that to randoms, which I don't know how I feel about yeah, I, I feel about that. Part of the appeal to the game for me, uh, for example, is learning how to use uh, like the dynamic reticle where you're using your, your shell travel time, time to target and distance and the ship speed and working the internal math. Um, to me, it's a challenge, but that's part of the fun of the game is, is to hone those uh, aiming skills down with the different reticles. And I think that this definitely I'm on I'm on the camp with uh, this is going to make it too arcadey. I don't. I don't like it so far. Well, I mean, certain ships, like you're saying, you, in some randoms, you're not necessarily focused in on one one thing. But if you got something like a, I know we hate bringing it up, but Cyber's favorite F word. Come on, like the come on, uh, come on! Don't do that. <laughs> or, or like, or like the Kitakazi, where you're just smoked up and you're just all you're doing is burning down a battleship. So that's, I mean, for the most part, you're just spamming HE at this battleship for. 40, 50, 60, 70 rounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, or I mean, something like Kleber Marceau, where yeah. you open water gunboating for 10 minutes straight. Right. Right. But can you imagine a Kitakaze or a Friesland with a battery reload speed as you're burning <laughs> a target? I mean, do we really need that in the game right now? No, but I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the Smolensk, yeah, true. Yeah, Smolensk. Um, yeah. Wooster, Nevsky. I mean, I mean, we can go down. The, the, can you imagine the Austin? Yeah, uh, <laughs> the Mainz, the right. the Munich. I mean, I mean, we can go down the line here, guys. And I right. mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see this making it. I, th I see this making well, it about as far as cruise missiles in the game right now. I could see, I, you know, something that could end up being really cool with this. Like, for example, maybe, maybe every time you get a kill, you get a really small heal or something. Right. That could be that's, yeah. that's really arcadey. It, yeah, we're going back to the arcade it's, factor. We're, we're turning this into Call of Duty Naval Edition. Yeah, but yeah. this game's always been arcadey. Like, if you want something that's not arcadey, that's where you go play something like War on the Sea or Cold Waters. Right. It, right. Yeah, it's it's a, there's enough arcadey in it as it is. I don't think they need to get, go more ar arcadey. No, but I mean... The, the bad thing is, is you're, you're saying you don't think that this will make it through it. Well, hell, Deadeye made it through it, so... Yeah, but Deadeye's right. getting removed, it's getting too. Now. Yeah. It is now, because we, cause everybody threw a fit about it, but, you know. So what, yeah. what what they're trying to say is, we don't like our battleships way out on the J line and the 10 line. We want them in battle, and when they come up in battle, because we removed Deadeye, we're going to have them all in a pile, and we're going to just burn the living daylights on them with everything <laughs> that has a super fast reload, and they're going to be the first one sunk rather than the last ones yet alive. Right. Right. Oh it, my God! This is just. If a nightmare. I remember the what I if I remember the dev blog correctly, it did say that was a f for example though, didn't it? Like it well, didn't say this is what it's going to be. So this is what an example well, could be. Yeah, they were just saying the principles of operations. So, yeah, uh, yeah, kind of yeah. Their scope. They're, so I would say it's their, probably their scope that they're looking at trying to figure out. If, if I was a developer, if I ran wargaming for a day, I, I would put this on the back burner and concentrate more on different uh some new maps or some different game modes 
I don't know. This is to me, um, yeah. Or, I don't. You know, I don't see good things for this. Along the, the, the game mode lines, thing work. there actually are issues with that. Uh, now think back to think back to your favorite game that, like, uh, I'm, I'll use Battlefield One for example. It had tons and tons and tons and tons of game modes, but a few months after release, ninety percent of them you couldn't play because nobody was playing them. There were so many game modes that with the amount of concurrent players online, it was like the queues for these game modes just weren't getting filled because the players were being distributed evenly between them, but there just weren't enough people to support that many different matches going on at the same time. And I'm afraid that if they add too much of that in World of Warships, that could be starting to, that could start happening. I honestly would rather see them tighten up some of the aspects of the game that uh, are already here, such as when you're searching for a player. Uh, that that's a huge frustration and is needlessly complicated and arguably kind of broken um, having a uh, uh, that fixed alone would be a much better use of time than trying to tweak the game format right now because as it is things are kind of okay it doesn't we just well, need to do yeah, the some ranked random cleaning up first format works fine the way it is now in fact I quite like it the way it is yeah, I, I'm okay, okay so with that, but I would I would like to see them, you know, just scrap this concept. You know, maybe bring it around when the Arsenal stuff comes out and, you know, run it in, in stuff like that. That would be fine. But let's let's focus a little bit on how about matchmaking. I mean, how many battles recently, you guys, have we been in, say, Tier 8s even, even Tier 9s, that half of the team on both sides has got bots in it? I mean, what the heck, yeah. you know? I mean, it's it's crazy. And then you you end up pulling a, a, a well, it might be a failed div, but you pull a tier six up playing, in there. You guys must be playing really late at night. Well, last night, Mando and I, we ended up uh, waiting nearly 10 minutes for a match to start. 10 yeah. minutes in randoms. And the, the, it says, we'll, we, we'll, put vacant, we'll put bots in the vacant spots, but when? At How what many, point do you decide? Uh, after four or three minutes, I think it starts to prioritize you. Um, but there might also have been, you know, 1,500 people on the server when the matchmaking algorithm is designed for like 10,000 people on the server. Um, well, I, re regardless, our, our, the point I was making with, with the tier eights, I forget, it was tier eight and nine. It was, it was fairly up there, but we were trying sync drop there was there was four of us two per side and we were sync dropping one set of us dropped immediately and the other one waited about two or three minutes longer and then bam nothing but bots it seemed so i mean there was four of us that could easily been stuck into the one we 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 entered the queue at the same time but two get put in and we could have easily had two on the other team, but instead we get a game full of bots. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. I don't think it, it it's good. I think it was complete stupidity, but whatever. I don't know. For, for the record, I want to go back and clarify. When I say game modes, I, I might have used... I, I'm thinking map modes. What I'm talking about is um, get rid of Epicenter and and do some different type of capture or I, i'm not talking like it would be interesting to see the clan battles game modes the clan battles map you know cap yeah uh, that's cap a, arrangements i guess is the right way to say it. that's what i'm modes. talking about it, it would be cool to see uh the arms race in randoms too 
Because it's not well, in randoms. That would have to be its own game mode. Um, well, then nobody would play it. Uh, just like nobody would probably volunteer to play Epicenter either. Yeah. They need, they need to replace Epicenter. Replace Epicenter, War Games. Don't worry about this arcade aiming mechanic and just replace Epicenter and we'll all be happy. But I like Epicenter. Epicenter's not even <laughs> that bad. <laughs> it forces people to go to the middle, but it come on. <laughs> right, but it but it's counter it's counterproductive to, to the current Dead Eye meta where everybody the, sits outside the, the cap. Problem, <laughs> the biggest problem objectively with with Epicenter uh, isn't that people don't push into it. It's that it forces the destroyers to sit in those circles. Yeah. It, it kind of forces the destroyers' hands. Um, you now it does offer some really interesting brawling opportunities in the middle, but what kind of ends up happening is people just kind of skirt around the edge of the circle and let the DDs duke it out in the middle, and whichever set of DDs wins generally ends up getting all the caps. And throw a carrier in there. But you know. the the fundamentals of Epicenter are fine. It's the it's the meta that it exists in that causes issues. What are your right. thoughts, Scarecrows? Yeah, Scarecrow, you're we're, you're the new guy on the block. What's what's your thought process on all this? Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear me now. Can you? Yeah, yes, we can. Yep, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, along with the thing about the Epicenter, I don't know if they need to take it out, but do what they did in World of Tanks, where you could choose battle types. Yeah, you could. Yeah, block or even out, or, say or like, block map. Get rid of yeah, just black blacklist one battle type. You know, you get one battle type that you don't want to see. Well, I mean, uh, they don't blacklist them. It's just you can turn off assault or uh, yeah. That's what I mean. Is. Yeah, like me personally, I would turn off standard battle. But I have seen more and more um, epicenters lately. I, I mean, I used to go. A week and a half, and only see one, and now I get like two or three a night. I was yeah, saying because, uh, a while, little said. while ago that I thought the the April Fools' event this year should have been Epicenter on Ocean. Yeah, but just because you said something that you haven't seen Epicenter in a long time, so that's why Wargaming heard you and decided, nope, we're gonna put him back in them. <laughs> Epicenter every time, all maps, mm -hmm. never stop. But Epi Epicenter and only Anchorages. In all uh, seriousness, though, oh like, I've some of my most interesting games have been on Epicenter. Like mm -hmm. some of my most exciting matches have happened on Epicenter. Right. I kind of wish Ocean would get more in, involved in it because yes, I, it's, I, I've, I've part of, of me wants to see a clan battle season on Ocean. Oh, I think that would be fun. You know, it would be. I I don't think it would be very good, but it would be really interesting to see what clans come up with. It would definitely change a, a, a lot of the uh, the compositions that you typically end up seeing. Honestly, it would probably just, if it were tier just 10, it would probably Russian. turn into two, uh, two Thunderers and five Goliaths would be the meta, because they can kite and HE spam right? and have good concealment. I bet you that would end up being the, the thing. But then again, if they threw carriers in there with clan battles, and, you know, that would, that would kind of overtake everything. Ocean is also a really small map. But it is a lot of fun. The la I don't it's a nice the last change time of pace I've seen sometimes. Ocean. I'm sorry, you know, like, It sucks if you get Ocean in like in Atlanta. Like that's, oh, yes. that's terrible. Like that's just bad luck. But I don't remember the last time I've seen ships, Ocean. Or sometimes it can be a lot yeah, of no, fun. It's, it's been a while. It's been a long while for, for Ocean. I mean, I, I got it a few weeks ago. I got it just I the other surprised. day, actually. I, I don't think I've really seen Ocean ever. 
unless I'm in like a training room and I purposely select it, I just never see ocean. No, it used to be real, real heavy in rotation, and people bitched about it. That was way there's no islands. Mm -hmm. I can't hide. I can't, I'm just gonna die. I remember when that map was introduced. Um, there was a uh, people thought it was a really cool idea at the time. It was like, oh, well, you know, a map with no islands that'll be interesting. It's kind of realistical feeling, and then people played it, and it was like, oh, now I understand why there are islands. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, this is this is also. Uh, but we got to remember our community base here, and uh, a lot of people are going to find something to be upset about. It's just like the whole Russian bias argument. You know, people will call a ship overpowered just because they're not good enough to understand how to how to counter it. Well, that's that's again the whole CV thing too. Carriers are kind of a different story. I'm talking about you know people calling ships like Stalingrad overpowered. I would I would. Uh, like to see uh, if they're going to make these kind of arcadey changes. I would like them to see uh, I want well, I want them to put subs in the game if they're going to do that. Why not? Uh, if they're going to shake up the meta, may as well really shake it up at once. Cruise missiles, I'm telling you. Cruise yeah, missiles. cruise missiles. Perfect. Well, we know the subs are coming, so... I used to joke around about the subs. You know, usually when you spawn into a map, I'm like, Nest Patch, submarines. Oh, really? Are they coming out? I'm like, no, I'm doing, but I can't say that anymore because they're really coming out. So I can't, I can't mm -hmm. uh, mean potato anybody with that anymore. I'm really right. looking forward to the subs. I'm, I'm anxiously so waiting for them. I'm, I'm excited about them. I just want to play U-boats, you know? Cruise missiles. <laughs> Cruise missiles. Yeah, yeah really. Honestly, I'd rather see cruise missiles than this silly arcadey freaking bonus stuff that they're talking about. I, I, I don't like that at all. I think it's a terrible idea, but I give them credit for tossing out, thinking outside the box type ideas, but I, this is not one that I'm, I'm behind. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe if it's in a game mode or something, then yeah. But other I mean, they're no. already kind of doing it with the special game modes. You know, we saw arms race and then the... Uh, whatever the heck they're called, the event game modes with the monsters and stuff that I never played because I didn't care. Those ones, they kind of have that feel to them. Well, I think it's time for the deep dive, Mando. What do you think? Do we want a deep dive? Pause for effect. Okay, deep dive. So last week on the deep dive, we were covering secondaries and the secondary mechanics, and we're going to wrap that up. Um, okay, on that subject, okay, I go. actually got, uh, I actually saw a video today. Potato Quality put out a video on the what ship was it? On the Lepanto, I think, because they're uh, Italian battleships in general about whether or not secondaries are viable. Um, what are your thoughts on that? While you guys discuss that, I'm going to find a link for this. Yeah, put the put the link up. I, he puts out some good videos. I'd love to see it. Um, on secondaries, I we kind of covered it when we uh, deep dove down into the Italian line. But I, other than starting a couple fires, because you got to remember that they are 90 millimeter was the majority of the secondaries on the Italian uh, battleships. And they have a, a max pen of like 15 millimeters, which you're, you're not even going to dent uh, destroyers. And so 
we discussed um, on the last episode with the nerf to the secondary mechanics, mainly in the dispersion department. Uh, you used to be able to, to um, spec the manual fire control, which gave you a minus 60% uh, dispersion for your secondaries if you were to um, spec into that. But now it's uh, back to, I believe it's at 35% now. And so, I mean, the accuracy of the secondaries took a huge nerf. Um, but anyway, m moving on, uh, as promised, uh, w this portion or this part of the deep dive is is talking about how can we improve your secondaries. Um, there's there's basically three ways in the game that uh, that you can improve as far as game mechanics, and the first one is going to be your commander skills. Um, you've got several uh, like basic firing training, demolition expert, advanced firing training. Um, y you know, so if you spec your commander skills out and there's you can kind of hybrid them in other words you, you you can like for example i always do the range on the secondaries but i never do the reload speed and so i kind of mess around with with the hybrid skills so that's one way that you can improve your secondaries and next is your signal flags uh you you have the three you know one that adds your five percent your your range and your dispersion there's the uh signal flag that adds your chance of fire a lot of us forget about that adding a, a fire chance um to improve your secondary effectiveness and um th there's those two fire flags and then the last is your upgrades um and you have upgrades basically the slot one slot three and the slot six is where you're going to see your upgrades um and one I wanted to really focus on more specifically is the slot one. A lot of people for, uh, forget, or a lot of players forget, that if um, over time your secondary effectiveness may degrade, and that's because as you're getting hit with these HE shells from uh, other players, your secondary and auxiliary armaments are, are going to get destroyed, and you're going to start losing effectiveness because your guns are going to start getting taken out. And so don't forget about that slot one mod the auxiliary armaments which increases your survivability chance by 100 percent i mean nothing is foolproof in the game but that is that is just something that it's simple it's like uh, you know what 125,000 in-game little credits which is nothing to most people um throw it on your ship and protect those secondaries especially if you are uh counting on those to be part of uh, a damage factor so um the question i want to throw out to you guys is on your secondary builds, I don't use the. I always use the the buff to the secondary range, but I don't use the buff to secondary speed. Do any of you guys use both at the same time, or or do you use one versus the other? I haven't really done a secondary build since the rework, so I couldn't answer that one yet. Uh, only thing I have uh, secondary built up is my Massachusetts, um, but this it's is been what like skills that. we use for secondaries. Uh, say again with your question. This is what skills we use for secondaries. Yeah, captain skills. So the question I'm posing is, for example, and let's just pick on the Massachusetts. If you have a Massachusetts, I use the captain skill that increases the secondary range by 20%, but I do not use the reload speed. And so the question I have is, is there anybody that uses both uh, or do you guys use um, more of a hybrid kind of either or like I do? Mm, I well, let me find both. my Ohio here. I use both because the uh, with that reload speed, it also gives your main battery a reload as well. 
So I'm not fully relying on my secondaries with this build. It's already kind of a built-in hybrid. And uh, by the by time the by the time I get a lot closer, uh, because in the Massachusetts I'm usually not going to stop going towards the enemy. Um, I've already been lighting them up for a solid minute with my secondaries, and uh, I get my main guns on them and I just tear through them. So that extra reload time uh, really complements the secondaries. I feel. Well, on my Ohio. Uh, it's 21 point captain. It's Halsey. So I've got uh, gun feeder, grease the gears, uh, adrenaline rush, an emergency repair, concealment. And then for the secondary skills, I have the long range battery and the improved aiming. So I don't use the, the four point reload because I don't want to have to give up any of those other four point skills. Um, I think that the, the better heals and the concealment are too valuable to give up, especially in the current state of what we're at um, with something like Ohio and this goes for Massachusetts and Georgia as well and that, Georgia less so um, but I'll, I'll speak directly to Ohio because it's what I have in front of me you can get away with having 15.6 concealment and not using the concealment mod or not using the concealment skill I should say um, but it's tough because it's really hard to go dark with that big of concealment and when you have 14 and your and your secondaries go out to 11, it's only a three kilometer gap between when you get spotted and when you can start opening up. So especially in a ranked situation where fights are generally closer anyway and there's less ships, the secondaries make a lot more sense. Scarecrow, I saw you light up. Were you going to add something to that? None. I mean, I, I still use secondaries a lot on my German uh, BBs, uh, my Kurfürst and my Pommern Bismarck II. But um, I still enjoy the, the the secondaries. I don't have the uh, reload time um, upgrade, but I, st I have everything else, and I'm I'm still enjoying it. I mean, why not still do it? You don't get as much damage anymore. But if your m main damage is your guns, I mean, every little bit helps, right? The thing with secondaries now is you have to it's a balancing act right you know you got to think about totally does the uh do the sacrifices i have to make to buff the secondaries give me enough extra damage to offset the loss of damage that i take from not taking the tanking skills so i've been doing some number crunching just kind of on my own and um specifically in a massachusetts because a massachusetts is um you know, known for its secondary suite, and I have noticed so, that out of my total, of you doing math in private rather than in public. Yeah, math in private rather than public. Um, it, actually, what I've been paying attention to is how much do secondaries actually contribute to your overall damage output? And I have found um, out of uh, about fifteen games in the Massachusetts, and I'm sure the numbers will be more balanced out the more games you put in but i just kind of did a set amount of games and on the average the secondaries added 
between 14 and 18,000 damage on top of what my normal damage output is. And so my verdict is, um, yeah, secondaries kind of took a hit as far as in the dispersion factor. But if you have a ship that's designed for secondaries, you're, you're still putting... I mean that's that's 20k damage. That's that's a destroyer. I mean that's half the health pool of a cruiser. I mean so I'm finding and my my verdict is is that secondaries are still viable on you know some of the ships out there that are specifically built for that random battles and ranked. Yeah. In a competitive um, situation, you don't really ever want secondaries cuz your battleships are usually so no. back. No, this is strictly uh, r random. And um, on that note, there were several ships out there that did get a, a an actual buff to the secondaries that not a lot of people realize. For example, the 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 tier seven, and I'm going to call this the tier seven, the secondary sweet spot on the German battleship line is going to be the tier seven. Your Scharnhorst and your Nice now got a huge buff to their range uh, from 7.6 kilometers to 9.5 kilometers. That's huge. At tier seven, uh, the Prince Idol Friedrich came out ahead with a buff to its secondary range to up to 8.5 kilometers. And this is one that I saw when I was kind of digging around, um, f you know, doing some research. The Siegfried, which was designed to be a secondary spec cruiser, actually now comes in second place to the Ager, which is the Ager got a buff. Its secondaries with the right specs, you can get out to 10 kilometers. So the Ager has now come out ahead as the new. Uh, secondary cruiser and then um, allegedly the war spite and uh, there's a couple of IGN battleships that came out um, supposedly the Oklahoma also uh, like if you add IFHE to the Oklahoma and so uh, there were actually I'm finding that there were quite a few ships that came out ahead um, regardless of what you know the current um, community thinks about the secondary nerf. So that's going to wrap it up on this deep dive as far as on the secondaries. Um, any last thoughts, guys, on secondaries before we move out and find a new dive spot? There's no more fish here, Captain. Let's keep moving. Right? <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's head to parting shots. Why don't we... Uh... Let's start with KJ tonight. Oh, uh, I really don't have anything. <laughs> wow, talk about surprising the guy. Yeah, yeah I, I know, know right? Yeah. Um, just everybody be safe, and with, again, with all these craziness going on in the world, um, you know, keep your family safe, keep your loved ones safe, and all that good stuff. Uh, like I said, I don't really don't have anything. I mean, wargaming's doing what wargaming does. Just, uh, I, I really don't really care for that adjustment fire mechanics things but you know change my mind make it make it work and we'll see but I I don't I, I just no <laughs> <laughs> couldn't agree more how about you Sock well um, as you guys heard as I said earlier I am in King of the Sea this season um, the first qualifying round is this Sunday at two o'clock? Two o'clock? I think it's two o'clock Eastern time. Is when the, that's happening. I have no idea if it's going to be streamed. Uh, I have no idea where it would be streamed if it is going to be streamed. So un unfortunately, because I'm not really involved with it on the on a management level, and I've never really paid attention to it before this, but this should be fun. And if somebody in the chat can enlighten me as to what that's going to be, I'll be forever grateful. 
Um, so we're uh, this is uh, my new clan's second season of King of the Sea. So we were, I believe, we were twenty second, twenty uh, second in NA in clan battles for clan, and um, so we're hoping to make it to top 16 in king of the sea out of i think 80 teams so we're um the teams we're up against this weekend look like we have a pretty good chance of doing well so i'm, I'm looking forward to it um we don't have to worry so the way king of the sea works is we don't have to worry about facing teams like 07 or or, or those guys uh right away because they're they're seated so they don't have to play like they basically i guess they play each other uh, in the first rounds and then the people who make it up through the qualifiers get to play them in the end so thankfully we're in the in a different bracket than them even once we do get up there so we we have a good chance of making it to at least the the first group stage hopefully the second group stage depending on what we get uh, pitted up against so I, I'm really looking forward to it the compositions in King of the Sea are very different from what you see in even in clan battles you don't have carriers, and it's nine v nine rather than seven v sevens. It should be really interesting. Maybe, maybe next week, uh, if I can, hopefully I'll be able to make it on time next week. But maybe next week I can share some of the stuff that happens in in that tournament. It's it's kind of interesting. All right, nightmare. What do you got? <clears throat> oh, I don't have a whole lot. I've been uh, uh, doing a lot more with my uh, Final Fantasy randomized uh, racing thing. Uh, and uh, we, my my little group is finally done doing all their uh, races. So now it's uh, waiting for what I assume to be a giant race to see if we can get into the brackets. Um, so I got that going on, and uh, I've been doing a lot of commentary for that. So uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, vocal practice. Not that anyone could tell or cared, uh, but yeah. Um, I, I have a whole lot coming up and uh, I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be a fun upcoming uh, month. Oh, wow. This month is almost over. Uh, man, I don't know what to expect in this upcoming month. It's crazy that it's already almost May. It, it's it's crazy. It's I can't believe it. This, this year still feels like last year finally just continuing. And yeah, it's, hard, uh, it's hard hard to believe because we still have have parts of the country that are getting snow. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure last uh, last December was 2018. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it feels like, and we're only just now getting through 2020. Ah, but yeah, I don't really have anything else other than uh, uh, stay safe out there. Uh, there's been a lot of crazy stuff, so uh, yeah, Echo KJR, be safe, stay happy, and uh, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> All right, Mando, what do you got for us this week? Unfortunately, I do not have a name list for this week. I had a lot of stuff going on in uh, uh, personal uh, Didn't business. Did somebody post some names that they had I, somewhere? I, I think I, it got buried. Yeah, I think it got buried. Um, if you posted those names, put them back up in the live show chat room. Or better yet, email the show at thefullbroadside at gmail.com. Um, but I promise you guys... Next week, to make up for this week, I will have not a top three. I will have a top five uh, name. One list. guy gets shafted, eh? Yeah, I will have a top five uh, 
name list uh, for next week. And as always, if your name gets, uh, um, if we memorialize your name in the show, I will get you a weekend pass. And I'm still at three. I've I've given out three weekend passes to date. So there there are people that we catch and and, and do contact me in game. But uh, that's all I have, guys. Um, back back to you, Cyber. All right, Scarecrows, you were our guest today. How about a parting shot out of you? I don't have much. I just <clears throat> want to thank you guys for having me. I uh, had a lot of fun. Um, like everybody else said, stay safe and stay smart. All right. Well, special thanks to all the guys that showed up in our uh, chat room today. Uh, Serpent was here. Mr. Pigeon was here. Uh, Ship Girls Wen was here. Uh, I think there was another one or two. Paladin, I know, was here, and I, I forget who the other one was in that was that was here visiting with us. But it was nice to have an active chat room again. It always is. It, it's fun to interact with you guys as we do the show. So I don't have a whole lot of parting shots. And, uh, oh, oh, somebody said, ooh, 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 ooh. All right, back to Mando. We interrupt my parting shot for Mando. <laughs> <laughs> Permission to speak, sir. I, yeah. I want to say, I forgot to add, um, if you guys haven't heard it already, I just want to put a shout out to Cyber for adding in the new music for the show, starting with last episode. That intro, if you guys haven't heard it yet, the music is, uh, it's pretty kick butt. So thank you, we'll Cyber. Just ignore for- the fact that he made it because he screwed up the old stuff. Right. <laughs> no, no. It, it, well, it actually. has been called out. No, it's fine. What I I wanted to do something a little bit different because we have supporters now that that pay monthly and I felt it was time to make a change. So what I did is I came up with an alternate, um, an alternate intro and outro and then then a middle bump too. And I had it set up as an alt and as I saved it all in the alt, the alternate stuff, Somehow, and I have no idea how it happened because I created a copy and I worked with the copy. I didn't touch the original, but somewhere along the lines, the original was corrupted and I could no longer open it. So I'm like, well, guess, guess I'm going really with the alternate to, now. <laughs> if you, I guess, if you if you really wanted to, you could rip the originals off of a recording. Well, yeah, I could, but I, I didn't want to do that. I, I I like the new stuff anyway, so I doubled down yeah, on it. The new stuff was good. Yeah, I doubled down on it, put a little bit more work into it, had to redo some stuff, had to tweak it a little bit, but I enjoyed doing it. It was a lot of fun. And a huge shout-out to our sponsors. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring the show. We appreciate you. Absolutely. That'll do it for this week of the show. Uh, Thanks for coming again. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting us out there. Until next week, guys, take care. Bye-bye.